Hello, welcome to episode number two of Behind the Bears, the official podcast of Bristol Bears. It's Downsy here. I am joined as ever by co-host, producer and director of this podcast, uh, Mr. Tom Vaux, who looks like a baby lion. Hello, how are you, sir? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I call him Aslan because he's sort of like, he's got that sort of, you know... Little too bit much of, hair. Yeah, lion face about him. Yeah. Uh, we are also joined by uh, Samoan international extraordinaire, fresh back from the World Cup, Mr. James Lay. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, How's, How's it going, everyone? Are you still tired? Oh, uh, I've gotten over <laughs> it. Straight back into it. So uh, it's, it's all good. Good to be back. Very good. Um, we've also got Mr. William Horrell, you. brand new dad. Talking of tired, these two have got a massive excuse for being tired. How tired are you out of 10, Will? Uh, I think I put an 8 down on my kit, man. (laughs) For tiredness. (laughs) 8 out of 10 tired. And finally, it's Mr. Jake Walmore, who is with us. Um, Barbara extraordinaire, and that will become clear very shortly. Are you tired as well? Is everybody tired? Yeah, but I feel like I don't have an excuse to yeah. next to these two. No, me neither. <laughs> I feel like a fraud. Um, so this is our Movember special. As our attention turns to those fantastic bows. Not only have I got these boys with me, but also joining us uh, on the phone from November, the global director of Cause and Impact. It's Mitch. Hello, Mitch. Hello, guys. How you doing? Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Um, listen, we are going to be doing some shaving here very soon to uh, to get down to the, the bare face before uh, Movember begins. Because that's the rule, isn't it, Mitch? You have to start from nothing. You can't cheat. That is the rule, I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we know there are some folks that um, cut one in and um, and cheat a little bit. And I have to say, I've seen that amongst the rugby community as well. I don't know whether people feel the real need to sort of get that hairy top lip um, going faster than anyone else. But um, quite a competitive bunch, and I know some people be tempted. But the rules are clean shave, if you possibly can. Okay. Um, so, so talk to us, Mitch, a little bit about how Movember came about and, uh, and how it's become entrenched in society, because everybody knows about it now, right? Yeah, well, we're now in 20 countries and over 5 million people have taken part over the last 15 years or so. But it began really, um, really small. It began in a pub um, in Melbourne in Australia. And it was a couple of guys um, talking about fashions and how um, most things come in and out of fashion, your uh, uh, coloured jeans, paisley, whatever it might be, bell bottoms. But the moustache, weirdly, has skipped a generation and they're going, like, that's kind of weird, but um, should we give it a go? And um, it was someone's birthday at the end of the month and um, they got 30 guys together to grow moustaches for those 30 days of November. And um, they just had uh, a really weird month at the time, like no one was um, sporting facial hair at all. Um, and um, people would sort of shield their children. They'd cross over the other side of the street. People are kind of like slightly in shock. At, uh, why would you do that? Um, but since then, um, year two, um, they realized with all those conversations and the fun that they had by doing it, that they could do it for a cause. Um, so they approached the Prostate Cancer Foundation over in Australia um, and arranged a fundraise for them um, and then took it to New Zealand, then quickly into North America and into the UK and Europe as well. So. Uh, we encourage as many people as possible to grow moustaches and um, fundraise and raise awareness, have those conversations and look out for each other. Um, 30 days is a great excuse for change, change your behaviour. And um, from prostate cancer, we also support work in testicular cancer um, and also in mental health and suicide prevention for men as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the, the the mental health side of things, whilst there's sort of you know much more awareness uh, sort of nowadays about about people talking to each other and about um, you know sort of being much more aware, which is something we'll talk to the boys here about. Actually, there's still a very long way to go. In fact, you've got some incredible stats I hear, Mitch, uh, about the survey you've done recently. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're right. There, there's some progress being made, um, and people like um, Prince Harry and Prince William are, are getting vocal, and people stepping forward and um, and and really being um, a role model for for talking openly is great. Um, and also, that's happening in sport now as well, um, and and that's great. So anyone who can get behind it's so important that um, guys have role models to to um, to look to. Um, research that we've done recently does show that there is still a long way. To go. Um, so we uh, we did a survey recently to explore attitudes around masculinity um, and how it might change people's health behaviour and, uh, and in simple terms how it might stop guys from opening up and just talking openly because we know that's such an important first step to take action, share a problem, share a challenge um, and um, don't let it get on top of you, don't let it overwhelm you. And um, what we found was um, nearly half um, of the men that we spoke to, and we spoke to 4,000 men around the world, uh, 1,000 in the UK, were saying that they, they, they modified their behavior a bit and they didn't talk about certain issues because they were worried that make them look less manly um, and be perceived a bit uh, potentially as weak. Um, and a lot of men um, use that word strength um, when they talked about, well, this is what masculinity um, means. Um, and we're really keen as an organization to evolve that and make it uh, make it a real symbol of strength and being proactive and taking control of your life to to um, to start talking and to just to be open and also to look out for those around you because um, it's so important. It's the first step towards uh, towards looking out for yourself and someone else to just have that conversation. Uh, Mitch, we'll talk to the boys more about this in, in just a second. We know you're a, a very busy man, but if people want to get involved in Movember, what's the sort of best route in? It's really simple. Go to Movember.com and um, you'll be led through the steps to sign up. You'll, you'll get three options. So the moustache is what we're most famous for, um, to grow a moustache. Um, as you say, clean shave in the beginning of the month, 30 days, grow it. Um, no beards, no goatees, please. It really is about that top lip. Um, the seedier you look, the worse you look in many ways, the better. Um, and our campaign strapline this year is um, whatever you grow, you'll save a bro. So it doesn't matter whether you look kind of weird with it. That's kind of the point. If it's patchy and weak and feeble, that really is the point because you're putting yourself out there and saying, look, this matters to me and I'm, I'm prepared to do something about it. Um, you can also, um, uh, if, if, if moustache isn't your thing, um, then you can do a move challenge, um, which is 60 kilometers walk or run during the month um, or hosting events. Um, and that's another option you can sign up for. It's all at movember.com. Mitch, everybody! Yeah! Thank you, sir. Cheers, Thank you very guys. much. Um, right, well, let's get straight into this. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about... We, we need to do the actuality here before we start talking about uh, the culture at the club because I know this is such a hot topic uh, at Bears. But we have uh, Jake Wilmore, who is... Uh, are you qualified, Barber, now? You're still training? Uh, qualified, qualified, technically. Right. Uh, we have... Uh, technically. We have Will Harrow, who's got a tash. Now, James, is yours coming off as well or not? I'm probably going to fall on the paper sheet here and hit the door. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's get rid of these tashes. They've got to come off for the uh, for the beginning. So we've got some um, razors somewhere and a and a buzz cut. Are we ready to go? Jake Warren was very kindly offered to shave uh, Will 
and James's face. Right, let's do it. So let's on. do it on on mic now. Will, let's have you got your uh, have you got your shaver? Here it is. I've Get got it. a very feeble beard Ooh. shaper, let's have but a it should do the job. So, what technique are you using here, Willie? Well, at the moment, I'm just going for the hack at his face technique. Okay. No, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take the edges off and get him to uh, just tighten the skin slightly so I can take it off nice and close. Okay. So if you can just, yeah, tighten that part of your... Uh, no, not like that. It's like you're sucking a lemon. <laughs> yeah, not like that. Just what do you mean? Oh, all right. But that, yeah, but you're t- like there you go. Nice so these, these, are the, these are the tips you give the guys at home doing it, Willie. Oh, yeah, well, as long as we get it off for the... For the beginning, I don't think it matters how you do it, however you feel comfortable. Some people like to trim, some people like to shave, wet shave. If you can just tighten the, uh, the mid part, thank you very much. It's got quite a risk, uh, quite a wrist flick going on there. Just, I'm just trying to give it a bit of panache, do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what they train That's what they teach you. <laughs> oh, look at this. I'm glad you spotted the wrist flick because obviously the people on the podcast can't see no there's a lot yeah so presumably that's what you pay all that money for the training for as yeah, well exactly. just yeah, to learn so that wrist flick yeah that is nice it's a uh, oh gosh i can't i can't tell you who he looks like at the moment because for legal reasons but there, <laughs> there you go oh my god look at him yeah! <laughs> it has taken about 20 years off you. Very right. good. Let's get this going. I have to water this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shaving done. I actually think, wow, James, you look like a different person. How does it feel? I just feel very bare at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I feel naked on my upper lip. Model clients, Willie? Yeah, very good. Will Harrell squirming a little bit but <laughs> but he looks good for it now nice fresh start right so the uh, the, the challenge is on Movember is ready to go uh, boys taking part clean shaven um, mental health is something Will that you feel very passionate about it's something that um, the club is very passionate about and uh, when you arrive in the morning it's a case of checking in and seeing how everyone is talk us through how that culture has permeated through the club yeah, Pat's obviously like real big on this culture, and it's about us being together as a squad. When you know we're not just there to go to work and do our bit and then leave. You know, we're we're a team and, and we're a squad, and you know, he wants us to be brothers at the end of the day. But uh, it's that whole thing about being more than just uh, you know a rugby team, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I definitely think that shows through um, on a, on and off the pitch. Like the boys, you know, really get on with each other, spend a lot of time together, and. You know, our, our bus trips are actually really enjoyable <laughs> because we're with mates and, you know, yeah, I think we've, we've bred a real good culture here and I think everyone would agree that, that that's what, you know, the case. People would assume that the, the rugby environment is quite sort of laddy and it might be quite difficult to talk about mental health or to talk about those sorts of situations, because, you know, for fear of ridicule. Um, but actually, that isn't the case, is it? At, at, at the Bears Club because you have this inherent nature. Yeah, 100%. Like, we're, we're quite comfortable with each other. And obviously there's people you get on with better and, you know, people have known people from other places and stuff. But I've personally had, like, it's been five people now since I've been here at the club that have come up to me and said, oh, I'm struggling a bit. Like, do you think we could sit down and have a chat? And in, in that's that was really good for me that to know that they could come to me and ask that and mm. just say, like, oh... 
you know, I'm feeling a bit down. Um, you know, people have known that I've had my struggles when I've, you know, been up and down. And um, I think for them, it was it is someone that they could, you know, try and relate to. Um, and I think that's really important. I think that's what's lacking a bit mm -hmm. in in the rugby in general. We were talking about the, you know, the, the, there is an awareness now and people are, are setting up different things and posting photos on social media and, 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 and stuff like that. But actually what's sort of more important is actually asking someone if they're okay and sort of going beyond the sort of pleasantries. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I have this conversation quite a lot. I lo I love that we're trying to raise awareness. I really do, but like a picture here and a post there, that doesn't help. What really helps is understanding it and you know being in a position to make a difference, to make a change. Um, you know, we've just set up. There's going to be six guys from Bristol Bears going to do a MHFA course, which is a mental health first aid, and it's about understanding the different stuff, anxiety, depression, you know, these things, and then recognizing it, and then being able to do something about it. You know, um, you're not always going to have people come to you and say, "Oh, I'm, I feel a bit down," or "I'm struggling with this," "I'm struggling with this." It's about you being like, "Oh, he seems a bit different. Is he all right? Maybe I need to ring him. Maybe we should go for a beer." You know, mm -hmm. and just that little thing can just change someone's mentality just a little bit. Every little bit helps. I think it's really important, Jake. As far as uh, your sort of take on on that culture is concerned, it really does sort of flow through, doesn't it? You see it every day. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, just adding on to Will's point there, the um, as you said, we go in every morning and we 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 have to say hello to everyone. And you do that every day and you build those relationships. You start to pick up cues and stuff if someone's not having a great day mm. or they're not as bubbly as they once were or anything's a bit off. So it doesn't. it's not always down to someone who maybe is having a hard time to talk about it. It, you know, it's easy to identify if there's if there's something slightly different, and then all it takes is tap on the shoulder, going everything all right. Mm -hmm. You know, because we're picking up on those cues because we've got those connections, and I think that's sometimes the biggest bit. You know, it isn't just about um, that person speaking out because sometimes it is tough. Sometimes you don't want to. You know, you don't know where to step or where to look for help or whatever. But just sometimes that, just knowing that you, your teammate, your friend, is there, is willing to actually care and listen to you or even just ask how how you're doing mm -hmm. you know that sometimes just opens the door to to do that and that's where i think you know that that's something like a lot of people can take in is just having that awareness to just be able to like look at cues and see how other people are do you know what i mean because mm -hmm. we we're all guilty of being quite you know just all within ourselves and how we're feeling but as a, that's a big thing we have at the club do you know what i mean uh it's so easy especially for like backs and forwards me and Will if we didn't do something like that me and Will can go a day without seeing each other mm -hmm. just because of the way our, our timetables and schedules cross so then all of a sudden do you know what I mean I might not see Will for 24 hours and then you know and that, that in our environment is quite a big thing you know we haven't connected haven't anything but we all have always got that thing it may be quick maybe short sharp but we're like alright Will how's it going how's your evening and that's it but you know we know each other well enough now that if one of us isn't do you know what I mean, isn't as bubbly or as chatty or anything, you, all it takes is that small pat on the back. Everything all right? Doesn't have to be in front of everyone, but do you know what I mean? It, that that's the culture we're we're sort of trying to grow there. That it, it becomes more than just um, a working day or teammates. And I think that can go that can go from every level. It doesn't have to be full time athletes. It could be people playing part time or social rugby. You know, it's, it, there's a lot going on where you do see each other outside of work or at work, and just trying to you know just be there for each other. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's I think it's so important, James. I think you know from a from a point of view of coming into the club and seeing sort of this develop, it must be really satisfying to be part of it. Oh, it's it's, it's a special club to be 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 a part of. Um, you know, coming back in, especially just from you know small experience coming back from the World Cup, seeing the boys first thing, they're asking how you are, like they're they're just congratulating you, they make you feel so welcome and. I guess, like as a rugby player, that's that's what you want to feel when you come into a team. You you can feel the culture. You feel how much love there is for you. Um, and I guess on a more personal sort of note, you know, you grow up being a rugby player, and you kind of don't want to be vulnerable. You know, when you're young, you you, you think, oh, I'm I'm tough. I'm I'm a rugby player. And um, but but as you as you get a little bit older, I guess you you, you learn to become a little bit more vulnerable. And I think um, a main sort of point is you know sort of being brave enough to ask someone if they're okay because often you see people if they're not okay you, you're like oh he doesn't look right today and you go home and you sleep on it and then you're like oh maybe I should have just asked how he was or being vulnerable yourself seeking help like Will talked about you know oh Will um, I'm feeling down be good to have a catch up catch up or you know and, and that's 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 the first step I guess eh, is, is being brave enough to ask someone if they're okay or being brave enough to tell someone you're not okay that's that's how I feel about it <laughs> mm. well if, if if someone's listening to this and that is how they feel what can mm. they do about it what should they do well I feel like feeling a bit vulnerable you mm. yeah I think like it's really important to talk to people that you trust and people who's who's like um who you're close to like that might be anyone from like a friend or a family member but um is is the worst thing you can do is sit and stew on stuff like I've been in some real bad places and what I used to do is I used to have this persona I'd be at the club I'd be really like fun and everyone was I was really loud and like in your face and everyone thought I was like great and then I'd go home and I'd sit on my own and I'd stew over stuff Mm. um you know, especially if, like, people, what ha- tends to happen is people will start maybe drinking or they'll start being a bit more reclusive, um, staying away from people. And j- you just got to try and fight that um, and try and be real open with it. The, the best way to combat these things is head on. Like, and the best way to do that is to tell someone about it and then just go through what you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, then that can be such an array of stuff like anxiety, you know, depression, disorders, whatever it is. And it's to try and like get it out so that you can f- like face it head on. And then once you come through that, you'll be a much stronger person. Well, this is, you know, music to our ears to hear this. And uh, if you are listening to this and you, you you feel that you can't talk to someone because it's not macho or because it's not the right thing to do, I'm telling you, there are three massive, hulkingly huge rugby players here that are more than willing to, to, to break it down and talk about their feelings. So it's OK for, for you to do it too. Good luck with Movember, you two. <laughs> Poor James over there is still in shock, I think. Um, <laughs> after so it. Shocked. <laughs> we'll keep you up to date uh, with the progress of a November here uh, at Bristol Bears. Um, now then, uh, it, the, the small matter of the World Cup, we talked about uh, Mr Lay being at the, the World Cup, of course the, the big final up and coming, but we can't have you here, James, without uh, talking a little bit about that experience in Japan. It must have been absolutely incredible. Yeah, it was a special time. Um, you know, being in Japan, you know, you, you grow up as a, as a young kid aspiring to play for your country and um, wanting to go to a World Cup, but I guess it's always one of those crazy sort of dreams you have that you think oh I want to go to a World Cup and then you're kind of like oh it'll never happen (laughs) but then when it does you kind of like have to pinch yourself so um, special being there 
and even more special being there with my brother. Um, you know, you, you don't really ever think that's going to happen, but sometimes things just work out, and um, yeah, just obviously blessed, blessed for it to happen like that. Um, on Japan, awesome place, awesome culture. The people are very, very kind and very respectful. Um, yeah, I guess they just do everything to a T, like, um, you know, things like in, that we do over here, you know, if we want to go do a walkthrough or something, it's easy, we just go outside and do a walkthrough in a car park or something, but you do that in Japan and they're like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 that's not all good, that's not all good, it's just how they're, they're, they're sort of wired, I guess they, they don't really adapt well with change or changes in schedule, they're very like, everything's to a T, so it was very, very, um, very eye-opening, I guess, say, um, but very similar to our sort of culture as well and man just the fans and oh, just everything everything that was happening in Japan was just very special it was it was an awesome time how did you how did you find out you were going do do, do they write to you do they ring you how what, what was that moment like when you found out you were going yeah I guess uh so but before we went it was uh we had like the Pacific Nations so it was like the the test matches that were before mm. the World Cup and then um so we had to go there and play and then sort of after our last game, they sort of announced the team in drips and drabs, like kind of they pull you aside personally. Everyone has a meeting with the head coach and they either tell you that you're in or um, the things that you need to work on to be in. And um, Yeah, we're lucky enough to, to both, well, both my, myself and Geordie were both you know, pulled into a room together and told that we're both going together. So uh, made everything a little bit more special. We just kind of looked at each other we're like, whoa. Congrats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and did you feel the support from home? Because you boys were all watching these games, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, f I felt, yeah, massive, massive support. You know, we always get messages from the boys at the Bears. Um, they're, they're always, like, you know, wishing us wishing us the best. Um, so it's so it's even more special when it comes from your, your club up in the UK, which, you know, we consider home now, living up here. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we get the same from our parents as well back, back in New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, it's pr pretty special. <laughs> You've been to Japan, if you will, or not? Yeah, my Junior World Cup was actually there for uh, five weeks. So, geez, that was in, I don't even want to know, 2009? <laughs> Wow. 2008, something like that. Uh -huh. We were there for five weeks. I loved it. We were in a place called Rapongi, and, like, we were just out all day, every day, experiencing it. Went to, like, the, uh, you know, it's a big seas and stuff, and it was class. We all watched the semi-final at the team hotel, um, and it was very odd being sat behind Bruce Rehana, who, of course, has worn an all-black shirt, sort of in that... He got, just got quieter and quieter and quieter as the as the game went on. Big, big final, of course. I'm going to put Woolly on the line here. What do you think this... Uh, what do you think England's chances of beating the box are? Well, just as good as any, isn't they? Yeah. We were... Uh, you know, it was a big enough thing, actually, getting there. Now we're there. It's just another game of rugby, isn't it? So I think we've got a good chance, you know, we've... Beat the All Blacks, so we can beat the box as well. <laughs> uh, have you enjoyed the World Cup? Is it an experience, a great experience to sort of watch from this side? Oh, 100%. Like having some boys out there, you know, all the boys playing Samoa and Siali at Tonga and, um, you know, watching the England boys is class. And I'm full union anyway, so I've watched <laughs> every single game and the Premiership games. <laughs> Very good. I got quite emotional when, when Siali was, uh, when I first, I just sort of walked into the room and his face was on the TV and he was having a little cry to the anthem. And I was like, oh, it's quite a moving moment, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's uh, seeing the boys out there, uh, past and present, that mm. uh, Bristol lads uh, at the World Cup. Um, is, yeah, it's just something... Uh, 
Like you just, yeah, it's, it's sort of surreal as well. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're like <laughs> yeah. sat there like watching the World Cup, and you're like, I know these guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and uh, and watch them perform and like and like and lead the way they did out there. It's it's fantastic. So essentially, are we all predicting an England win then? Yeah, yeah, have to, don't we? Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah, we'll say yeah, 100% yeah. Yeah, I think so. Very good. All right, well, we're going to have a little competition of our own now. This is a regular feature of the uh, brand new uh, podcast. This is the Bristol Bears secret sound, uh, not correctly guessed thus far. So I'll play you the sound. Here it comes. I'll play it one more time for you. Any thoughts? Let's go. Willie, you got an idea? Uh, you need to start somewhere else. Start somewhere else. James, the moustacheless <laughs> Jimmy Lay. I'm going to need to hear that one more time. Yeah, okay. I think we need another play. Oh, here we come. For me, that sounds like I've got my ear really close to someone grating a carrot. Grating a carrot. <laughs> oh. Slowly. No. It's the wrong answer. So. <laughs> Are there any clues? Or? No, we can't have clues yet. Any guesses? Any further guesses? Come on, think of the, the pride of being the correct answer on this. No, that's why I'm taking my time. In episode yeah. two. Yeah, we're just, we're, we're contemplating. That's all. <laughs> what is that? It sounds like one of those little, like, things you have on the long stick and as you roll it, it spins a ball. I know it's. I know that's not what it is, <laughs> and that stick. isn't my guess. <laughs> right? Okay. It's well. Let's let's go through this. It's wooden. Yeah. It's right. got ridges. Yeah. <laughs> One of them <laughs> scrapey things. It's that's what I mean. An eighteen hundreds washboard. You've nailed that. <laughs> well, give us another one. Is it an eighteen hundreds washboard? Oh no. No, 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 it's not. I don't think we're going to have any correct answers. <laughs> nah, e, nah, if it's not a washboard, then I don't know what it is. A <laughs> <laughs> wooden xylophone. <laughs> if you have any ideas at home, if you want to tweet in, uh, please do. You can email me personally. It's downsy at bristolbearsrugby.com. And if you get it right, then we'll come to your house and we'll do the podcast from your house. Which t- can we do? That? Yeah, we can do that. Right. So if you, if you get it right, we'll come and do the podcast from your house. Uh, speaking of houses, um, so the, the living arrangements at the moment, because what we like to do here on the on the podcast is get is get underneath uh, and sort of go behind the scenes a bit. Um, now, now, James, what what is your living setup at the moment? Whereabouts are you living? I mean, don't give everybody your address. We don't want people coming around. But whereabouts in Bristol are you living, and who do you live with, etc.? Yeah, I'm living in uh, Clifton. Okay. Uh, money, <laughs> money. He's got no, money. No. <laughs> no, to be fair, I didn't. I, Really didn't know it was actually a nice area before before <laughs> yeah, I came. Yeah. <laughs> Gen, genuine, genuine. Um, until I rocked up there and I was wearing wearing thongs, <laughs> and everyone was like, "What is this guy doing?" <laughs> so I felt a little bit uncomfortable then. But so nah, did you nah, live with Jordy? Yeah, live so with Jordy. Okay. Um, and his partner Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've I've got it pretty good. I'm like the their kid pretty much. They um, <laughs> I come home and yeah, Annabelle's real lovely. She she cooks up all our dinners and stuff and does all our washing so she she uh she's looking after us um it's like our it's like our mum the life of riley over there yeah i'm pretty lucky i'm pretty lucky yeah yeah yeah. and do you get to like do much bristol stuff like on your your time obviously you've been here a while now so you've done like the suspension bridge in the ss great britain but it's a fantastic city isn't it oh i love it here i love bristol um i I think it's just an amazing city um it's kind of like You've got everything you need 
in in this smaller city, but it's not as like full on. Mm-hmm. That that's how I how I can explain it because you know come from like Auckland, where I grew up in New Zealand, <clears throat> just way too full on, heaps of traffic, and it's just like gets gets a little bit crazy at times. So being in Bristol, there's obviously a little bit of traffic here and there, but it's been it's been pretty pretty amazing. Um, love love the food, love the culture. Um, love that it's like an arty sort of town, and yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. Do you have a particular place you like to go to? Like, is there a regular restaurant you go to, or is there, you know, where's where's James Lay's place in uh, Bristol? Yeah, I'm a, if, if I'm if I'm going out for food, I'm more of like a breakfast sort of person. I like going out for like brunches and um, breakfast. If yeah, I just yeah. So at the moment, um, my go to spot would be Rose Marino. For, oh, a, yeah. for a for a legendary one pen, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rosemary is awesome. I don't eat the toaster. What's this? <laughs> <reaction? laughs> nah. I've never been there. You've never been? been? There? Oh well, it's oh, class. Bro. You'd love You've it. You've got to go there. It's very What's the good. one pound? It's so good. It's like eggs, bit of like ham, cheese, onions, potatoes, all in a pan. That is very Ooh, you, Willie. So good. That is very me. Yeah. Good fats. Good fats. <laughs> Get your macros in. Yeah, Get yeah, yeah. The toast. yeah. Yeah, we don't eat the toast. <laughs> no, so. Can't be eating toast. You can't eat toast. Wooly, where's your go-to place? If you've never been to Rose Marino, where do you go then? So where's your oh, depends where I am. Again, I'm very much a, a brunch sort of guy as well. Uh-huh. Coffee connoisseur. Yeah. So where do you live now? Because you've moved out of Portishead. Yeah, do you live with your I'm, in, I'm in Emerson's Green. Emerson's the Green. place to be seen. Okay. More for your money there than Portishead? Oh, yeah. Homeowner. <laughs> New David Lloyd. New Ho- David Lloyd as well. <laughs> Homeowner, yeah. Homeowner? Uh, don't worry, <laughs> So is that, it must be quite different living... Um, uh, living with your missus rather than living with your with your mates. Well, well, uh, as you say that, I'm only I'm only part time with the the missus at the oh, moment. Oh right, okay. Because uh, she works away quite a lot. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm getting a bit of stick because I'm taking I'll get get called Fagan quite a bit. <laughs> so I'm taking in <laughs> taking in some of the homeless right. at the moment. Some of the uh, some of the lads that have been uh, who's resident at the moment then. Well, I've got Sam Bedlow. Okay. Staying with me at the moment. Shredders. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shredders? Yeah. Is that what you call him? Shredlow. Yeah. Oh, Shredlo. right, okay. It's, it's, it's ironic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Position hating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I've got, currently got Max Laheath. Okay. Now he is shredded. He seems, <laughs> he seems very cultured, Max. Is he? Yeah, I think, yeah, he is. Quite a good he, chef, he looks he's like. He's a well-read man. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he does like to cook. Yeah, he's a bit. He's got a bit of a Gordon Ramsay about him. Mm. Um, Balanced. And then you've got uh, Tyrese. Oh, uh, Tyrese. TJF. Yeah. So he sort of brings a bit of the swag. Yeah. To the house. He's <laughs> I, a bit too. He's a bit too cool for me. Yeah, and me. Yeah. I'm a bit frightened to talk to him because I'm like, I'm just going to look like an old man here if I say, like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, that's, that's sort of the same as me. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, being about 10 years older than him <laughs> and not very cool. It's good that you've got a bit of a community go. It's like a sort of drop-in centre. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how it feels sometimes. It's a bit of a whirlwind <laughs> at times. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, fam- family going on. Let, let, whose house would you not want to go to? Which Bristol Bears player's house would you definitely not want to visit? Well, having been there at the peak of its disgustingness i'd probably say the academy house because <laughs> there was some tommy's nodding tommy why are you stinky. why are you nodding we did um we stinky did a piece there a few boys. years back and it was 
an experience. <laughs> an it's experience basically experience. all the young lads who can't cook or clean or anything. Yeah. Right. And, it, can't, uh, it can't be classed as a home, can it? No, it's, <laughs> it's an abode. Ooh. It's an abode. Right. Um, <laughs> and yeah, still well clear, well clear of that. But uh, I, I would like to go to Andy's house and, uh, and you know, Maybe like trash it up a bit. <laughs> Actually, he, he owes a few lads dinners. He, he does. Right. He, before he had the house, he was a bit of a. He's transient. When I first moved in, he just turned up one day. Was like dinner. <laughs> and I was like, All right, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as it was his turn to cook, didn't see him again. Right. He hasn't been around since. Yeah. Okay. So I feel then we call him out on the podcast and we host a podcast there and he comes down. Yeah. yeah. And invite us all. And yeah. he's going to have to do it now because it's recorded and yeah. it's gone yeah. out. As long right. as I'm 100% on the list. Challenge yes. challenge down Andy Uren, host the podcast at your house. Um, uh, James, whose house would you like to go to that you haven't been to yet? I think I'd quite like to go to the boys' houses who have just bought houses, eh? Like right. uh, Woolsey or... Joycey's just bought Andy, a house. Andy, Joycey, you know, those sorts of guys, just to see what their sort of setup is. <laughs> um, but I guess you can't really go wrong with going to someone like Charles's house or, or Nate's house, <laughs> or Stephen's, yeah. you know. Um, they've probably got some pretty... Pretty nice homes. I've never been there, so I saw on Instagram. Invites, boys. I saw on Instagram a couple of weekends ago. They were ju- they were spit roasting an entire pig, just mm. all all of the boys together, which is spit roasting. You, you you were there? Yeah, I was there. I was there. Yeah, How was yeah. that? That was at Siali's home. Was he's, Siali? he's like the he's like the godfather over here. I think. Okay, he puts on feeds for the boys <laughs> all the time. Um, DT actually came too. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, no, it was, it was pretty pretty awesome, eh? They 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 put on a good feed there. It does sort of all revolve around food, doesn't it, though? That's this sort of, like, external social scene. There's brunches, there's lunches, there's dinners. There's all, all that sort of going on. It's over that yeah. or coffee, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I think when oh, you're front coffee. row, everything sort of <laughs> revolves around food, doesn't it? <laughs> I love it. Right, listen, boys, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, on a serious note, really good uh, to get into the, the Movember stuff. Um, really important that we talk about that. Even more important that we take action about it rather than just talking about it uh, so thank you very much for that and uh, good luck with the, the Movember boys uh, will you be shaving any more Mo's before the day's out uh, possibly Is I haven't checked my phone for a while your own one do your own <laughs> is the Commit. beard coming off I won't be doing mine this year not not this year okay well, you, there's other stuff as, as Mitch said there's other stuff you can do exactly yeah. For this, for this Movember. Uh, good stuff. Let's leave it there with the boys. Thank you very much. Will Hurrell, James Lay, and Jake Wilmore, everybody. Hey, very good. Thank you very much, boys. Uh, Tommy, the club are going heavy on Movember, aren't they? Yeah, there's quite a few boys um, all joining in. So if you head to the Movember website, um, if you search for the Bristol Bears most space page you can donate directly to the team um, so they'll be teaming up as well as being individuals that team total is collated um, there's also a bristol sport total as well so all the guys from bristol city bristol flyers etc um, that are joining in it will all be collated into one total um, if you donate five pounds or more to the bristol bears most space page you'll be entered into a draw to win a signed shirt five pounds or more um, for one entry Good stuff. Okay, all the details, as ever, will be on the club website. It will be all over Twitter, so just follow us on socials and keep an eye out on the website for all the details on that one. That draws episode number two to a close. We've got away with it again, sort of. Yeah, still blagging away, <laughs> still blagging away through a podcast. <laughs>
Uh, feedback as ever, you can email me personally. It's Downsy at BristolBearsRugby.com. Uh, enter the secret sound competition. And don't forget, Andy Uren, we're coming for you next. <laughs> uh, please tune in for the next episode of the Bristol Bears Behind the Bears podcast. Uh, but for now, from me and Tommy, ta-da.